Praise the Lord. God bless you guys, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. Listen, uh, Paul is on a mission, man. He just left Greece. And, uh, you know, he's he basically got bailed out of uh, prison before that, man. And he was uh, just on fire for Jesus, man. And you know what, man? Last week was radical because we were talking about how Paul was ministering in Tros. And he was getting ready to sail, man, out and, and leave. You know, he wouldn't really stop. He wouldn't spend, you know, too much time in Asia because he was hurrying to be in Jerusalem. Paul had to get to Jerusalem because he felt like that was where he was, you know, God wanted him to be. And the Holy Spirit was telling him, basically, you don't have to go there, Paul, if you don't want. But, you know, it was Paul who, I believe, who wanted to go back to Israel because he knew as a Jew what it meant to give Jesus not only to the world but to his own people. And what a radical time we're going to have this morning. Here we are. God bless you guys. Welcome to Growing in His Word. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this day. Lord, we ask now that you come before us, Father, and as we go through this journey with Paul, Lord, I pray that your spirit be plentiful in this sermon, Lord, and move me out of the way, Father, Why, while I uh, decrease, Lord, you increase. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> man, wow. Welcome back to... Growing in his word, man. Listen, last week Paul was on a mission, and basically he was telling the the you know the Ephesian elders this time around, he was he was telling them that look, man, I'm a hard worker. I'm preaching the gospel, I'm out there doing the Lord's work, I'm building tents, I'm making money, I'm doing the things you call me to do, and he's pleading with the the church. And uh, Ephesian, and telling them straight up, man, that God is in control, man. And check this out. Listen, Paul decided to sail past Ephesus so that he would not have to spend time in Asia, for he was in a hurry to be in Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Remember that they had the feast of Pentecost in Jerusalem. And for a Jew, it was customary to get down there at least, you know, I mean, they had a couple festivals a year, but he at least wanted to get there uh, one time, I mean, Paul was a Jew, but he was on fire, man. Didn't remember, the Jews didn't want Jesus Christ. Not all of them, but the majority of the members of the Sanhedrin, of the rabbi uncles, they didn't want Paul to be around because they were scared that the word of God would change the whole area. And it wasn't the will. I believe, listen to this, man. I believe that Paul was chased out of Israel on purpose, and you're going to say, wow, I never thought about that. But li listen to this, man. Paul was chased out by persecution, and what happened? What happened? People got saved. Listen, city by city, uh, country by country, missionary by missionary, Paul continued to be about Jesus Christ's business. Wow, what an amazing thing, because we believers is are called not to just get the gospel and say, oh yeah, praise the Lord, oh hallelujah, and keep it to ourselves, man. Man, this is like gold. This is like, you ever go panning for gold in the river and you're, you know, I went to Oregon one time, I was driving down there, you know, I was driving up the coast of 101, man, I look to the left, man, I see these people there in the river panning for gold, trying to get the gold. I'm like, hey guys, what are you guys doing? 
I mean, this is ain't the 1800s anymore. And the guy's like, look at the size of the nugget I have. I mean, this guy pulled out a nugget. And just recently on the news, some lady found a big old four-carat diamond in Arkansas. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Listen, Jesus is the diamond. Je- look, at Jesus Christ is more than a diamond. He's everything. He's eternal. He's faithful. He's dedicated to us. He hears us. He forgives us. He knows us. Listen, Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. Look at Paul was on a missionary move. He wanted to show the world that Jesus Christ died for him, for the whole world. And he's, he's on foot, man. He's, he's, you know, he's, I mean, they were, they were on feet. They were walking, they were sailing, they were on horse, you name it. They, they did what God called them to do. Luke and the others left Tros, remember that? And they left uh, Asos, that was the town 30 miles south by the sea. And Paul wanted to walk uh, on, on Asos alone. So Paul basically may have felt the need to spend a little time alone with God to pray. And last week we talked about how important it is to pray. Don't ever do anything without praying. Lord Jesus, show me. Because if we don't do that, we're just like walking into a a deer on the road. Listen, go pray and reflect on what God wants us to do. Paul met up with the others and us, and it's clear that he re- he received guidance. And he was he was now in a hurry to get to Jerusalem to deliver the offering taken by the Gentiles from the churches for the suffering church. Listen. Okay, and that's where it was. So the, the, this is the Greek term for the elders, and, uh, and it's called prebuteros, a term borrowed from the Jewish synagogue, but it's referred to those who were held in, in respect as the leaders of a particular fellowship. So listen to this. Paul is now meeting with the Ephesians and the elders, and this is what he says. Listen, you got to think. The churches are bit, they're just getting started. They're They're... They're babies. They're stuck in the milk. They're barely getting by, man. Even some people were like, wow, this is amazing, man. I mean, it's growing. And Paul says in verse 17 of Acts, he says, from Miletus, he sent to uh, Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. So he called for them. Listen, I'm going to read all this. I'm going to read from 17 all the way down to 25, and we're going to talk about it. Listen to this. And when they had come to him, he said to them, you know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you, and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 22 says, And see now, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every every city, saying that the chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy in the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Wow, I can't even finish it, man. 
It's so radical. We got to finish the race. This is the race. The joy. Listen to what he's saying here, man. He's saying, he's saying, they had come to him and he said to them, now from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you. He's telling them. He lived it. We believers have to live it. I mean, we're sinners, even myself. It was funny because years ago I was on the pulpit preaching and there was another pastor in the audience and I'm like telling the congregation, man, I'm like, we're, we're sinners, man. We're all sinners, man. I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm, I'm human. Even me as a pastor, I have sinful thoughts and, I'm, and, and I need to be more obedient to Jesus. And the pastor's looking at me in the audience going, shh, shh, quiet, like, like never about you. I'm like, dude, you got it. Are you kidding me, bro? What kind of show are you pulling on these people? These are, these, these are believers. We're believers here. Come on. Are you going to sit there and stand on the pulpit and go, I'm, oh, I'm Pastor Perfect. <laughs> oh, well, there he goes again. He's using that as an excuse to do his sin. No, we don't use God's grace as a crutch. But a lot of people refer to me as Paul the Apostle because I'm just like Paul. It's kind of weird. Because I have a job, I work two jobs, and I preach for free. And don't send any money here to Growing in His Word. It's not for sale, and it's not, and it's it's free. We don't want your tithings. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to swallow, but it's true. Listen, he said, and when they had come to him, he said to them, you know, from the first day that I came to Asia in what manner I always lived among you. Verse 19 says, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me. We know that he was beat down for the gospel, locked up. You name it. Stoned rocks. Chased. Beaten. Beaten, butt naked in the streets. Did you see that? We talked about that. That's why he said all humility with tears, man. He's just like, oh, praise the Lord. You know, he's getting this. I mean, and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. You know something? You know, God is so faithful, man. Even when we think he's not there, he's there for us. All the times that Paul was being beat down and all the times that all the all the problems in life, all the things that happens, to, everything that happens to us, we sometimes think that God's not there for us. But listen, believers, they're, they're, he's there for us. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Listen, he's there for us. Paul was beaten down. He was there for him. Paul was, he was blinded. God blinded him to get his attention. Some of us need blinded. But we're all part of the puzzle. God's puzzle. We're a piece of his puzzle in this life. And we need to be obedient so he can put us into, into his position and line us up for his glory. Listen to verse 20. It says, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you. He already had the gold. He had the diamond from Arkansas. He had the diamond, the gold from Oregon trails, from the rivers. Dude, Jesus Christ is beyond treasure. I've met so many millionaires and, and I've met, actually I met a billionaire once and I asked him, I'm not going to tell you his name. I said, are you really happy? He said, what are you talking about? 
happy. I mean, it, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I, well, honestly, I don't really think you're happy. You have Christ? No. If you had him, do you think you'd be more happier? I don't know, because I never had him. Listen, he was miserable. He told me after the sermon, listen, I'm miserable. You're right. I hide it real good. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa. I mean, I'm miserable. I have all these, all these investments, but really, I mean, I don't even see it. I say, well, you can't see Christ either. But he's there. Man, listen, Jesus is in love with you. Doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't take it with you. There's not a hearse with a big old bank behind you pulling, up, pulling the bank with it. Jesus Christ is in love with you. And Paul's saying, I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. He went house to house to build up believers. And that's what we're called to do. People are tired of churches now. They take. It's sad. A lot of churches take. Not all of them, but a lot of them. They got the pretty little message. Paul's saying, stop it. Teach the gospel verse by verse. Listen. 21 says, testifying to the Jews and also to Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11, the honor of faith. Believers, remember Jesus Christ will provide. Where the Holy Spirit guides, he provides. He always has and he always will. Listen, and see now that I go, bound in the Spirit, he's not bound in bitterness, he's bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. Not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. Wow, he already knew what was going to happen, kind of, I think. He just says he didn't, but he knows. He knows. Man, he knows. I know. He knows. Listen, but do you know? Do you know that the Holy Spirit is in your city? Did you see that? All cities. Yeah, the Holy Spirit dwells in all cities. But I'm over here in the desert. There's nothing here, Pastor. Oh, he's there. Trust me. He's in you. He can be in you. I'm so excited, bro. I can't calm myself down. People, my neighbors and my friends... And my family, they think I'm Pentecostal probably. If nothing wrong with Pentecostals though. I mean, I, I've been to their churches. Three-hour sermons and, you know, bring your fan and your ice chest. Make a whole all-day event out of it. I wish a lot of churches would do that. Yeah, praise the Lord. Only problem is, is you got to wear nice clothes. And uh, it's kind of weird to me because, you know, I went to a Pentecostal church. And the guy says, hey, man, you're not dressed right. I go, what are you talking about? Yeah, chewing this gum and... Uh, you don't got your suit on, man. I got to have a suit. Oh, okay. Should I bring a bicycle too? No, no, man. Listen, don't make in front of God. I'm not making fun of God. You don't need a suit to go to church, folks. <laughs> you don't need biscuits on your shoes. You don't need uh, perfect ties and nice perfect teeth and pretty little glasses. Come barefooted. In shorts, no shirt. I don't care. That's the way I like it. Come as you are, Jesus said. You know, years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine, Pastor Chuck Smith in Costa Mesa, California, and he would tell me, he said, you know, one year we had this pretty little carpet. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, oh, the kids would come in and dirty it up and the, and the congregation was upset. And, you know, I just said, forget it. 
and he rips the carpet out and he says, come as you are. And all these hippies got saved, man. And, and it was amazing. They walked around barefooted, <laughs> shorts, OP shorts. And, you know, <laughs> it, it was crazy, man. He was telling me straight out, man, how the Holy Spirit was working, man. And, and it still is today, man. It's still working today. You don't need a suit. Listen, Paul was telling them, the Holy Spirit testifies in every city. Listen, saying that chains and tribulations await me, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. He doesn't even care. Listen, he's sold out for Jesus, man. We got to be sold out for Jesus. A lot of people have fear. And see, fear comes from the devil. It, it creeps up on them and they're scared. Oh, what am I going to do? How's my college going to end? How, am I ever going to make it to high school? Am, 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 am I, am I going to be a, a this or that? Or am I going to go where or, or there? Or am I going to become successful? I'm scared. Listen, Christ and you can, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Listen, you can do it. God in you will do it. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus loves you with an everlasting life. Don't be scared. Don't let Satan put fear in your heart. Remember, fear comes from the devil, but God's perfect love casts out all fear. Listen, he's always going to attack us believers. And he's always going to plant those nasty thoughts. And if you think about it, you've already accepted Christ. You're successful. You've gained eternal salvation. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but yet loses his soul? Or what will a man in exchange for his soul? It's funny. People say that like it's some kind of movie. <laughs> I want to be a rock and roll star like that Twilight Zone. You know, you've walked into the Twilight Zone. Here's a man who wants to give his life to the guitar music. And, you know, he exchanges his same. And the devil takes him in the end. I've seen those. No, dude, it doesn't work that way. It's actually quite the opposite. You never even know until you're already taken away and led astray by other things. Listen, Jesus Christ, once again, is in love with you and he wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want your money and he doesn't want your fame. He wants you to have a relationship with him. See, we believers, we don't see it, so we panic. We have to stop and think. Paul is being persecuted. Paul is, is in tears right now. Paul is telling the church, the elders, keep going, don't stop. I'm not going to be around anymore, but keep, keep going. Listen, he, he, he knew it. The Holy Spirit testified in every city that chains and tribulations await me. Verse 24, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. Listen, he wants to finish the race with joy. He just got beat down and almost murdered every city. And yet he just wants to have peace. He knows that Jesus Christ will give him peace that surpasses all understanding. He wants the peace. That's all he wants, man. Everybody wants peace. He says, so that I may finish my race with the joy in the ministry, which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. It's, it's, it's funny because Paul he, doesn't, he no longer desires to hold on to his life anymore. He sought only the, fur, the furtherance of the God's kingdom in the honor of Christ. No matter what the, early, the earthly cost was, he counted the cost. Jesus is saying, are you counting the cost? Are you ready to go wherever I send you and be whatever I've called you to be? 
Well, I don't know. I've never experienced that. You can start now. Ask God, pray. Remember last week's sermon? It was about prayer. Lord, where do you want me? How do you want me? But this podcast was made so you could grow in the word, verse by verse, growing in his word. Powered by Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit. Listen. And indeed, verse 25, he's trying to show the grace to people. He says he wants to finish the race, show the grace. And indeed, now I know that you will, you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. He's telling them, I'm out of here. You're not going to see me no more. They're, now they're in tears. They're sad. They're crying because the Lord used Paul so much. Listen, and, and see, that's another thing is we believers can't get caught up on a certain man when he's preaching the gospel. We can't look to man. We got to look to Jesus. The pastor, the shepherd needs to hand the congregation over to Jesus and teach them to depend on Jesus, not the pastor or the shepherd. Because then they get weary. I mean, it's like, oh, your hits are gone. Oh, Dude, it's not about hits. It's not about fame. It's about Jesus. You know, Paul was, they loved Paul. But we believers need to depend on Jesus. The words that come out of my mouth are from God, not me. Don't depend on me. Man, I'll lead you to the, to the jungle. It's Jesus in me that loves you. We're vessels. We're not saviors. And we shouldn't want your money. And I don't want your money. And Paul didn't want the money. He said in verse 25, And indeed now I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will, will see my face no more. Therefore I test, testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. So he's given it to him. He's innocent. He's innocent on his third missionary journey. And, you know, the whole counsel of God, man. So he's given it all to him. He's given it to him. Therefore, he says, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock. He's telling them among which the Holy Spirit, not man, not the pastor, not the deacon, not the Lincoln, not the whatever it is. Listen. It's the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood, not with the money from the tithers in the church. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Wow, we see it here today, don't we? We see it today. Verse 30. Also from among you, you're yourselves. Men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. There it is. Therefore, watch. And remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. So now, brethren, I, come in, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. He's saying, listen. Go to the river, pan for gold. I am your gold. 
I, I am your diamond. There's your inheritance. Depend on the Holy Spirit, not the pastor. Depend on the Holy Spirit, not the, not the church. That's what he's saying. Get off it, dude. So what? You're a superstar on YouTube. No one's going to remember you in 20 years. Who cares? Out with it. Jesus is the end, bro. And he's the only way. I've seen it before, man. God, it's, it's pathetic, isn't it? I mean, it's sad. I mean, some people think I'm bitter, but I'm not. Listen, I had a church. But it's more helpful online. You reach more people who love Jesus. And you don't got a nickel and dime them. <laughs> because that's not what it's about, man. Get a job. It only takes a day to prep a message. Come on, man, and let the Holy Spirit work. If you're called, you're called. If you're not, you're not. But do it for free, because that's what Paul did. He set people for free, and he worked. He was a tent maker. Get yourself, get your eyes off yourself and get them on Jesus. And I'm talking about every human pastor that's even around. It's just a reminder. I'm not judging anybody. I get those phone, those calls. Were you talking about me? No. Why are you calling me? <laughs> Listen, man. Paul says, so now, brethren, I commend you. To God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up because God builds you up, no, nobody else, and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities. And for those who are with me, I have shown you in every way by laboring like uh, this, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than receive. Wow. Don't you love that? You ever see people, they want to just give? Oh, God, I got to give today. It's, it's, it's the tithings, you know? And, and that's the problem today. People don't give abundantly out of their heart. They give, you know, uh, the Lord loves, I mean, look at the widow with the, with the two mites. She gave more than anybody in the whole town because she gave out of her heart. And so God doesn't like bitter givers. He likes cheerful givers. But if you're going to give, 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 if you're going to give money, listen. Here, and this is the radical part about growing in his word. If you're going to give money, make sure when you give the money, you want to see where the money's going to. Because some people just take your money and they go buy cars. Go and ask where the money's going to. See, I want to see the money. What, what's, it, what's the Lord doing? Show me a progress report. It's like a kid in his school. Oh, you're teaching him how to read, but when he comes home, he ain't reading to me. He's just going be like 6, 11, 12. No, dude. No. That's not how you spell Mississippi. Go. If you're going to spend money on a church or you're going to give money to a tithe or, or a nonprofit organization, make sure you know who you're giving it to. Give it to battered children or battered women or, or cancer children. Give it to a cancer foundation. Give it to, give it to a church that's working. Give it to wherever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. But make sure you check that 501c3. Make sure you see where that money's going to. Well, how much money's going towards it? Progress reports, man. Okay, because we're living in the day of age where people are smiling on TV and they're flying in yacht and, and jets and I need it for the ministry. No, you don't, dude. You need to be quiet. Give the money back. Listen, I know you don't want to hear this, but this is what it is, man. Listen, Paul worked for it. 
He labored. He said that. For those who are with me, man, I've also showed you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said it's more blessed to give than receive. Verse 36 says, and then listen to this. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Then he said, all wept freely and all fell on Paul. Listen, they were they, 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 on his neck and they kissed him, sorrowing. Dude, 38, verse 38. Most of all, for the words which he spoke, that they that they would see his face no more. And they, and, they, and they accompanied him to the ship. Listen, they were probably so sad because they found a legitimate pastor. Who doesn't want to steal? And the dude had made miracles. The Holy Spirit was with them. Believers, wake up. We're living in the end times. Jesus Christ loves you, and I love you. And I get a lot of emails. I'm sorry I can't, uh, you know, answer them all because I'm, I, I work two jobs, man, to support my family. But listen, Jesus loves you, and I do this for free to bless you because He loves you, and I love you. It's my ministry for Jesus. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this trip that Paul took. We're done with chapter 20, Lord, and we're going to move on to 21, Lord Jesus, and and we're going to see how the warnings of the journey, uh, all the warnings happen on the journey to Jerusalem, Lord. Father, we thank you because it is more blessed to give and give to the right ministries. Paul said this, Lord, because, Lord, you know all about it, Jesus. And we thank you for Paul's faithfulness so that we could have the book of Acts today. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We ask that you, uh, Lord, bless the people that are in all these countries. Lord, we thank you for the support in Michigan and and Canada and and all over the world, Father. We thank you for the listeners, believe it or not, in Pakistan, Lord. It's amazing. Father, I pray that you do provide the Bibles to the pastors in Pakistan. They need it, Lord, and Turkey and all around the world, Father. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. Listen, man, next week's going to be radical, man. I'm sorry I cut it short. There's, there's, we're on a time schedule. I know the Holy Spirit isn't on a time schedule, but we have spots on the on the, on the the podcast, and basically it's a, it's, it is what it is, man. I, I put as much as I can in in 30 minutes. God bless you guys, and praise the Lord, man. Listen, remember, Jesus loves you, man, and so do I.